How's it going today, guys? I'm Don McGuinn. I'm going to be hosting today's podcast. This is episode two. Today is July 24th. With me, as always, Leon Hitchens. He's going to jump in with the first article. Here we go. Okay. I want to talk about Meerkat and the update that they brought to their app, which allows for third-party streaming of GoPro Hero 3 and Hero 4 cameras. What this means is that footage that you're capturing on your GoPro is going to be streamed directly onto the Meerkat service. That means... Anyone watching Meerkat could be seeing you do anything from like skydiving to snorkeling to uh, riding your motorbike around where your GoPro's in there and your your actual phone's like hidden away. It allows like cool action shots and everything and it's really trying to push the envelope past what Periscope's doing and really engulfing the market of streaming networks there. And I just think it's pretty damn cool. I just think that's cool too, but... Describe to us what's Meerkat and how is that any different? That sounds, to me, someone who doesn't use Meerkat, that sounds similar to Periscope. Yes, but Periscope, okay, so Periscope. I don't use Meerkat. I do use Periscope, though. Okay, let's, then let's go back. So South by Southwest, we were covering South by Southwest, and Meerkat broke out. Everyone was astonished at this because you have services like Ustream or Twitch that were really big uh, point of view and streaming online, but yeah, all that stuff required webcams, extra cameras, and a lot of equipment at the time. Yeah, yeah Wi-Fi, extra things. But now everything's in the pocket size in your phone. You have the LTE services to actually stream live video. Right, anywhere you're at. You could be shopping at the mall or drinking in coffee at Starbucks. Well, I shouldn't use Starbucks because they have Wi-Fi. But, you know, you get the point. Anywhere. Yeah, so now all that's in your phone, and you're streaming to Meerkat or Periscope. Periscope's Twitter-owned company. Meerkat was the breakout app of South by Southwest. Everyone jumped on the streaming networks, and really, this made the breaking point of everything. Everyone was talking about Meerkat and how great it was because it was the only one on the market. Now Periscope's engulfed the Meerkat like brand and the hype, and they started to do more and everyone's talking about Periscope because it's so easy to use and it sinks right into your Twitter account. Yeah, you know, I would say this would be good because they are the first of, you know, the people that can stream out in public like that to make a big deal with someone like GoPro who is well known, you know. That's what you think is going to make using your GoPro easier? I wouldn't say making GoPro easier, but it's making your your experience on Meerkat more interesting so you'll be able to watch someone like I said, motorbiking down the street or something, and their phone's safely away because otherwise you're you're actually just kind of um, I don't know you're inhibited by your phone because you're having to hold it there and put it in front of you or put it behind you, and it's kind of a an, an inconvenience where a GoPro you put a helmet mount on and you just go and that phone's in your back pocket or strapped to your back somehow. And that GoPro footage is just there, and it's not distracting from you actually what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And that was a big thing about Periscope and Meerkat. You're you're being distracted and inhibited with your phone, and you're not experiencing what's actually going on. You're sharing your life through the lens of thing of a person, but you're being inconvenienced through your phone. With the GoPro, you strap to you, you can walk, and like let's say like what I did with South by Southwest, I wore my GoPro on me at all times. I could have streamed that all to Meerkat. Now, hold on, not to interrupt. So you're saying you can have your phone in your pocket or anywhere, and people are going to watch your stream from your phone off of the 
footage from your GoPro. Yes, yes. That's what I'm saying. So your GoPro is okay, the so actual camera. It's a third-party camera instead of having your front or rear-facing so camera. So the GoPro footage is going to go to your phone, and your phone's going to live stream that to your viewers? Yes. Interesting. So it's really cool. It's the first of cool. its kind. Tell us more why that would be important to GoPro users and really just phone users in general. It's just it's mainly for the periscope. Uh, sorry, not the periscope. The Meerkat users. It's it's giving them more. Yeah, I think so. How many Meerkat? How many Meerkat users are going to have a GoPro for that feature? But everybody owns a GoPro. That's you can't make that assumption. I'm making that assumption because they're they're a huge market cap. Now, how many GoPro users are going to use Meerkat now? Well, but that's the thing. They they're putting themselves out there and pushing and saying, hey, look, you got a GoPro, download Meerkat and stream that footage straight to Meerkat. Hmm. It, it's it's benefiting Meerkat more than it's benefiting GoPro in the end. Because you, Meerkat, GoPro's been around. GoPro's well-established. Meerkat is fairly new, you yeah. would say? Well, it's, it's South by Southwest. It's barely even a year old now. That is and Periscope, while people will argue it, it's older, Periscope's a very new service. It came out technically after Meerkat. So it's all around that, and it's just I like to watch somebody walk around and just talk to the phone. It is cool, and like we did it last time with the podcast where we were just talking to viewers and stuff, and they were replying and everything. And it's just cool to have someone in Tokyo talk to you as you're walking around Austin, Texas. That's why I liked Periscope. I never used Meerkat, but that's. Are you talking about Periscope or Meerkat? Well, both of them. They're one and the same. They are. That's that's one of the main like the last podcast we were streaming Periscope a lot because I was that was my first time actually seeing it and using it because I had no interest in really downloading it but after seeing like your users interact with us so quickly like that that made me get it right away you know now I read the article on Digital Bounds this is only gonna be available to Hero Three and Hero Four cameras is that right those are the newer cameras yeah from because, my family? because they need the Wi-Fi capabilities of the GoPro so the GoPro that I have which is the Hero 3 it's like silver edition okay it's not the highest end which is the blacks but they have Wi-Fi built in so you can view the footage live on your GoPro mm-hmm. and really all it's doing is hooking into that live footage over the streaming and pushing it to Meerkat and pushing it onto the web service and then pushing it down to someone's phone that is true also, I wanted to ask you one more thing was, do you think Periscope is going to adapt the same feature after seeing Meerkat do this to keep up? I, <laughs> I can only hope because I, I've i always been been pushed more towards Periscope, mainly because of the Twitter integrations and everything. That's what I was going to say is, personally, I like Periscope better because of how fast I know my Twitter followers are going to see that. And I know that's going to get me some views, you know? Like, what does Meerkat connect to? Other well, Meerkat users? Meerkat used to connect to Twitter. That was the first thing. But then Twitter cut off their Firehose access, which allows them to actually tweet right away. So now they're hooked up and really integrated into Facebook. And realistically, how many more viewers do you think that's going to get them? Do you think Periscope's going to have more viewers with access to Twitter or Meerkat with access to Facebook? But you got to think about who's using the services, too. Like... Look at the Twitter users. Twitter users are mainly like millennials, like our age. Exactly. That's to, what I was going to say. 18 to 28. They're the older generations have really adopted Facebook. It's actually steered me away from Facebook. I, I wouldn't say it's steered me because I get a lot of news from Facebook. Facebook's still a very relevant service through Facebook Messenger. But do you use Facebook to connect with your friends or do you use Twitter to connect with your friends? I would say neither. Twitter's more of a, a platform for me to not only brand myself but consume news and other sorts of media I don't really connect with friends on Twitter however my Facebook's a place where I share personal photos and stuff 
but I don't really communicate with them there. I mm -hmm. communicate them through Facebook, through like Facebook Messenger. Then again, I don't really use Facebook that much where I'm sitting on the f timeline and looking at everybody's stuff. Then again, I do use it a lot, so. Because mm -hmm. I'm always connected to my phone. I, would, I understand that. So it, I use Twitter and Facebook different way than everybody else probably does. Like you probably use Twitter to communicate with friends and stuff and tweet and. But I, at the same time, you're right though. I do use it to. I would rather communicate with my friends on Twitter than Facebook, but at the same time, I'm also using Twitter to promote my streams on Periscope, Twitch, YouTube, all that stuff because I feel like more people are going to see that than someone on Facebook because people scroll through a lot more on Facebook than. They but do think on about Twitter. Facebook. You got billions of users. Twitter's, many, Twitter's 320 million users. I understand that. You do have way more. Well, I think the number is like, what is it, like almost 400 million now for Facebook? I want to say. 400 million for, for Facebook? I would say this. Billion. A billion users on Facebook. Yeah. They've hit a billion a long time ago. Man, where were you, under rock? Yeah, probably. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, I, like I said, I was steered away from Facebook. But this also brings me to my next point. How many links do you see on Facebook? See, but my time. How many, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on. This brings me to my point. How many you see plenty of um, links on your timeline for Facebook? Do you, don't like how many of those do you scroll without even looking at? You don't see very many links on Twitter, so when you see that, it's gonna catch your eye. I don't know. A lot of people that I follow on Twitter, they're sharing links and they're sharing things. That's mm -hmm. the big thing for me. I'm looking at news. I'm looking at links. I'm clicking links on Twitter. I'm clicking links on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I'm not an average user though. Like a normal might be able to actually understand all of this and like go, oh, hey, here's a link. I'm not going to click it. Or they'll think it's clickbait or something. Like, see, I'm, I'm on my Facebook now. I'm looking at links. Like, that's a link. I clicked that. I clicked like that. So it's, it's different how I use mine. We just brought up some interesting points, so that is really... Okay, if we want to jump over, we can talk about... Now, I, I want to talk about Amazon Prime because that was... Now, how disappointing was that to you? <laughs> it was just are you, you are an Amazon Prime user. I'm an Amazon Prime user. It was a bust. It was... So many broken promises, right? I wouldn't say broken promises. They just hyped it up to where the point where it was it just a, gar the, it was it a garage sale the, for them. It didn't meet the expectations. But, but did you see their numbers? Their There's, numbers are good. Their numbers are great because they said they sold more. They, they had more revenue on actually Prime Day than they did on Black Friday, which is the bottom line for them that's all they care about they sold more stuff and crap to people than they actually did on black friday greg wrote a really good article on this i liked it well it was it was pretty funny because he saw really, those, those it was real different he really switched it up a bit and oh. i like how he used the hashtag prime day and like all the people's tweets on that that was funny and the article name itself was amazon's birthday equals internet's worst day it, it really was. It wasn't that great. <laughs> I was hoping maybe you see an Xbox One, well, PS4 on sale, some but TVs. Although you saw a lot of disappointment stuff, the Xbox and the PS4 were getting great deals. You were getting, now they weren't like saving like they said they were going to save you, but you were still saving money. I would, I saw a deal on there where it was Xbox One, two games, and a year of Xbox Live. You add up all that, that's three fifty for the Xbox One. That's sixty bucks for a year of Xbox Live, and those two games are probably fifty bucks a piece. You know. So right there, that's a five hundred dollar deal that you got for three ninety nine. The Xbox itself is three forty nine. Yeah, but but for fifty bucks more, you're getting a year of Xbox Live, two games. Now that's still a deal. It wasn't what Amazon promised with how much money you were gonna save, but you were still saving money. Well, then again, it is a summer shopping like 
of the wall. Nobody really goes and says, oh man, I'm gonna spend money just because. They wait for the holidays to spend money so they can do big shopping. Right now it was like a, you know, I need some comforter, I need some new rugs, I need some kitchen appliances, I'm gonna buy some of that stuff. And I think Amazon really appealed to that, but that's not what they were advertising. It's hot in here. It is hot. What's going on? My my big second thing I really want to talk about is a uh, T-Mobile and their uncarrier initiative. Ooh. So, I don't know if you saw the news or if you read anything I do read on the, and on I the do site. Look at what's on our site. Okay, well, T-Mobile wants to replace what SMS is. So, because you have an Android phone and I have an iPhone, I have to send actual SMS text to you, which is <laughs> yes. it's very, very, yeah. very annoying because a lot of places I don't get signal. I get Wi-Fi and I'll have internet, but to send a text message, I, really, I don't have enough signal sometimes, which is annoying and I'm on the Sprint network, but it, it's okay, it's whatever. But T-Mobile is introducing what they're calling is rich communication service, which is a real-time chat rich one-on-one -on -one group chats with options to share to share high-resolution photos and videos so it is iMessage or whatsapp or facebook messenger but it's sms it's going to be cross phone platform and be cross network it's going to be wait, wait so you're thing. saying like it's like the speed of iMessage but for sms it, it's the new sms it's it's the new standard it's rcs rsc something like that what is it R rcs it's rcs and it's going to be iMessage but it's going to work on android it's going to work on iphone it's going to work on at&t sprint verizon all the services the only caveat is your phone has to be updated which means the software update has to be brought up and the carrier has to update to allow for your phone to allow that so only a few people will get that in the first few days so amazon oh, i mean sorry the samsung galaxy prime will get it samsung galaxy s5 will get it and samsung galaxy s6 will get it that brings this to a limited number of people but then again what about the note would you say the note the note probably won't get it for a little while but samsung probably will bring it i would figure in the future but it's only for t-mobile right now huh. and it's that's the big thing that i've always wanted is like all my friends to be on like Facebook Messenger or iMessage or some like chat platform where I can see when they read my messages or when they reply to my message or send pictures and videos and gifts all in like one fell swoop without having to worry about it sending and not being sent because my signal wasn't actually that good. And whether Sprint, AT&T, all start supporting it or Verizon it's it's kind of iffy because while T-Mobile has made some changes like with their their plans you've, you've seen that right mm, yes so they've changed the plans and AT&T started changing it with the next upgrade plans and Verizon did the same thing and Sprint did the same thing I don't know if Sprint Verizon and AT&T will all be incentivized enough to actually change this because they're able to do like a plan where you have internet and you have you have SMS and you have talk mm -hmm. if they take out SMS you're just doing less revenue for them which they're not going to like on the topic okay never mind. I'm, I'll let you continue I don't know what we're going to say what are you going to say I was going to actually say something about my new Android after switching over from iPhone okay you know the only thing I could say that I miss about iPhone is iMessage and that's it 
Well, that's always been my thing. I would switch to my Android phone, but um, Katie, she has an iPhone too. That's my big thing is iMessage, being able to like see her location, send her my location easily, and like Google creepy and, boyfriend, huh? Well, creepy, but it, it's like <laughs> just little things like iMessage that she can see where yeah, I'm at. That's the only overall, thing that's keeping me on there. I'm liking everything related to Google because I do like Google. Well, that's all my services. I use Google, 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 and Slack. Ex- exactly. That's what my next point was going to come to. The website is ran by what, pretty much a Google platform. If yeah, well, it's all Google apps, so all of yeah. our apps are on Google. And then we, we also have a really good Slack um, chat room that we've been using, and that's real good for my Android. I don't know how it works. I didn't have it when I had my iPhone. But I'm downloading plenty of apps. You know, I don't have any real, I don't have any real space limitations like I did on my iPhone. See, but I don't buy like my lo- lower, lower uh, storage iPhones. Like I get like the thirty-two gigabytes, the sixty-four gigabytes, because I know the apps I'm going to download and the music and all of that is all going to take up so much space. Mm-hmm. And I've never had to worry about it. I've always upgraded to the higher ones just because. Because it's Apple, huh? The Apple hype. Well, realistically, Apple hype. it's Apple. Apple. Well, but I want more storage, so I don't have to worry about what's on my phone. If I have yeah. to worry about what's on my phone, then I, I kind of... Well, I still I get with my apps. You see how many apps I have? Mm-hmm. Even though I only use, like, Slack, Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, I still have thousands of apps on my phone for some reason. I'm not saying yeah. thousands, but, like, probably 200 apps on my phone. So far on my phone, I have all the big news names and our Slack and all my Google apps that I need for the site. And, like, still... I have plenty of music on here. I didn't have plenty of music on my iPhone because of the space, and I'm still running strong, no limitations yet. Well, well, and also, music- I'm I'm also really enjoying the cloud, although I have to pay extra for that. It's, it's well, really what nice. are you paying for the cloud for? It's nine ninety a month to get unlimited space. For what? For what service? All my services. I can store my stuff on there. You know, you can go through Google Drive for that, right? And it's free. Yeah, and it, it runs need- through my contract for Verizon. I'm Verizon. Don't hate. But yeah, that runs through my contract. You know, if you go to Google Drive, it's so much cheaper. Hmm. Because that Verizon's rip you off. I'm telling you. Go to Google Drive. And if you're using Google Drive, you get 15 gigabytes a month for free. But you can upload all your pictures if it's under 16 megabytes for free. So you can upload all your pictures, have them stored on the cloud. On top of that, all your documents and stuff. You're not really doing anything like large files, like videos and all that stuff. Your music... Like what, what music service do you use, or do you? What do you I download. Do? I download to my actual phone, but I do use. I use SoundCloud. I use Pandora a lot. That's mainly it. Have SoundCloud. you tried uh, Apple Music? No, I have not. Oh, see, it's not gonna hit till September on the Android phone. See, that's yeah, that's that's, a, that's the thing that I hate. Why too. would I? But think about this. Why would I have an Android and use Apple? Because then it's cross. See, I have the MacBooks, and then I have like the iPads and the iPhones. So I'm very looped into the Apple ecosystem. You're loyal to the brand, are you not? No, not really, because I love my other Android phones. Like, I have other phones that I, I carry on me at times. When I do, like, reviews of phones, I love my Android phones over my iPhone. And I'm using my Android phone over my iPhone. But I go back to the iPhone for iMessage. That's my big thing. Good talk on Android. I wish, I mean, if you hadn't already reviewed the Note 4, I would give it a real good review, you know, almost be biased. That's how good it is. I, I don't think it's that great of a phone. It's oversized. It's, um... The size is ridiculously big, but... 
uh, you're not using stock Android, which is really crappy because you're using that uh, skin version of Android, and that looks so crappy. Like I, I cannot tell you how crappy it is, and all that bloatware is on there, and it's just, it's just crap and crap and crap in the phone. Like it's just crap, crap. Yeah, and I, I hate the, I hate really, 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 really despise when phone companies skin their Android phones. What are you talking about? So, so you're. Are you talking about the leather back? No, 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 dude, man, you, you just you do too much, too much. Uh, type in your passcode, real quick. I do too much what? This is what too much gaming. This is what an Apple follower so, looks like. No, 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 no. This is what an Android like core user. If you if you've ever used, I have a Nexus Five. Yes. And I have a Nexus Six. I use those stock Android phones. Like this is skinned. This is a skinned version of Android. It's just, it's not that pretty. Like, see, you go to Flipboard instead of going to Google now when you swipe right all the way. I'll have to pull my phone out after okay. and show you because it, it's a huge difference. Like, look up stock Android. No, maybe we'll just talk about that next time. It's, they're huge differences. Okay. But I know what you what you really wanted to talk about this week was, uh, like, I wanted gaming just, and that. Not really just gaming, but um, more more so gaming platforms. I want to discuss how important next gen is about to become to people who have been refusing to switch up. Which was my case for literally two years now, or since Xbox One came out, was I had Xbox 360. I was not about to pay the extra money to switch up for no reason because at the time they didn't have too many games for the system, and I really just was enjoying my Xbox One or my Xbox 360. But recently, I have switched up. I wasn't forced to switch up. I switched up before they announced that they weren't going to release any more games. But I want to like discuss how satisfied I am now. I wish I would have done it sooner. And the importance of people doing it now while their favorite games are coming out, not for their system. Well, but what are we? We're in a two-year cycle for the Xbox One. So far. It would probably last, what, ten years? Then again, Windows 10 is going to be the last iteration of Windows, so you're not going to have any more of that. It's just going to be partial upgrades. I don't know what that means, but it, it's Probably more... just updates to which one, did you say? Yeah, just but, newer updates. but you're not going to have a Windows 11 ever. It's just going to be Windows 10 from now on. But that's besides the point, but you're going to have that. That means Windows 10 will be what runs Xbox One, in a sense. That's really what runs Xbox One is the Windows platform. And I like that. Well, you, it you it was confusing at first. It was very confusing at first to navigate the Xbox, but it was also now that there's so many more features and like. But you did, so Windows 10 comes out July 31st, okay, which is next week, mm. and you'll have the wait July when July 31st. Okay. It's next week, so you'll have the Windows Gaming Center or whatever they're going to call it, and you'll be able to stream that your your games on your Xbox One to your PC. You saw that, right? Yes, I did. So. That's going to be exciting, too, that is because cool. that means your Windows PC is going to work with your Xbox One, and you'll be able to stream your games over. It's very, like... And that's going to make gaming so much easier. It's going to make gaming at any time easier, and also, like, understanding what you're... Like, being able to play one one game all the way through, and games like Destiny, where you, you have to stay on top of it, and everything is really going to change. Because you're always going to be able to access your characters and see what they're doing and playing and upgrading mm-hmm. and getting exclusive content from another DLC or having to upgrade the game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just wanted to talk about how important that is and like how I would 
I haven't written a review or anything, but I do think that is. What are your thoughts on that? You have an Xbox One. But it, see, the Xbox One to me is like it's a. Uh, it, it's weird because you think about a computer. You get a computer. You upgrade it every two years. You get an Xbox One. You keep it for close to ten years almost. Mm. You keep it for maybe five years and then it just breaks and you go, okay, I'm gonna get another one. It's only a partial upgrade. The system might have been upgraded a little bit, but I think it, it's a very weird system and and you. They're almost forcing an upgrade. Like, if you don't upgrade right now, you're going to be just kind of stuck on the previous platform. And You are, because you're not getting anything new for that. Which, what the users have when these new games come out is what they're stuck with. Which, yeah, but I, I think if they really wanted to push, do a last push from everybody from 360 to the Xbox One, they'll just tell people, okay... All your games on the 360 that you've been buying, you can upgrade them for five dollars, and I'll be like the last initial push to the Xbox One. What do you mean you can upgrade them for five dollars? Like just go and upgrade your digital copies on there to your Xbox One. I think they're gonna do that. They've uh, they've been working on that. They they just what is it what was it called when they came out that at E3? Well, your backwards compatibility. Yeah, or? That, that's what it is. See, I'm not even saying that. Like, I'm saying like, okay, they're, they're gonna. But how much? How much more incentive would that be to upgrade when you realize your games are gonna come with you? You're not just throwing everything you had for your Xbox 360 to waste because you just upgraded. Well, I remember I had a PlayStation One and I I upgraded to like a PS2, and I remember just not playing any of those PS1 games on the PS2 because I was all in, into those PS2 games. After I get a game, I I kind of discard them. As I, I keep going to the next game, I go to the next game, to the next game. I don't really go That's back to how games. However, Destiny has changed that for me. I do go back to that game a lot. <laughs> that and like Grand Theft Auto V, it's such an immersive world that you're able to always go back and play. That's... Yeah. I, you know why I would say that? It's because Destiny doesn't come out with a game every year. Well, Don't you, you say that makes a difference? Because Call of Duty, you're not going to go back to... To old Call of Duties because they keep coming out with a new Call of Duty every year. That is true, but I think Destiny's Unless coming out with the game every six months. They're coming they're, out with DLCs? That's that's just another game. They're, they're shoving the game down your throat because if you want to keep playing our game, you got to play buy our next game. But all that game's in there. I really hate DLCs. Like, I, I've hated them with a passion because I just gave you $50 for, for a game. Now you're asking for another $50? Well, that's, that's exaggerated. The, is DLCs are what usually fourteen ninety nine. Destiny DLCs are fourteen. Now, with that being said, Destiny is now coming out with a, a DLC, which is practically a whole new game because the DLC is fifty bucks, but you can buy the game and the DLC for sixty bucks. Now, this is with what they're coming out is practically a new game, though. So, but those DLCs are never fourteen ninety nine. They're always like twenty four something, thirty dollars. Battlefield was like forty nine ninety nine for premium. That's a good. That's how much Call of Duty is. I have all the Battlefield four DLCs. Yeah, but they're pretty much just telling you, okay, let's let's buy an eighty dollar game, and then you get all the updates through, and then they still tell you, okay, let's let's throw another DLC. It's not part of premium. It's outside that. You're you're investing hundreds of dollars in a game. That that's not. I don't look at it like. You know how I look at it. I look at. It, I've already done everything else. Without the DLC, now it's time to do something different. But I already bought the game. Like, I already gave them money. I already paid them to do my online services. I already paid them once to get, like, my online service with them. I even bought, like, a special gun or something. Like, I don't want to sit there and go, oh, 
Oh man, a new map? You couldn't just give me the new map? Like, I understand they want more money and they're, they're finding more ways to milk you, but... That's how, it's just how it works, man. It's the business. But you also... Now, you're kind of, like, dragging me off topic and you're not helping my case here. You're at, I'm trying to emphasize how important it would be to switch up. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying not to switch up because if you don't switch up, you're, you're just... I, I wouldn't let's say talk that about you're a gamer. let's talk about some of the games that are coming out soon. That is just another reason why they should switch up. Are these going to be Xbox 360 compatible, or I, you, I don't know. What, I, what do you mean? Are they going to be Xbox 360? Compatible? Are you going to be able to buy them on your 360? Or no, Xbox 360 is not coming out with any more games that that we have known of. Like big games that have been coming out are Fallout 4. That's not going to be playable on. Um, previous generation consoles. See, I don't, I don't understand that. Like, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Halo Four or Halo Five not going to be available to Xbox 360 because remember that was exclusive to Microsoft at the mm-hmm. time. Oh, it still is. No, I'm pretty sure they're releasing that for PS4 now. I, I doubt they would. Halo is such a, a Microsoft brand. Mm. So is Destiny. Destiny is just Bungie, which is pretty well, much B- Bungie. Was that? That's like a offcut of Microsoft. Bungie was kind of like a. Breakaway from from Microsoft and saying we're gonna go do this. Okay, but let's let's continue onwards. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Three. I'm not too interested in that really, but Black Ops Three is coming out. Not gonna be available to PS3 or P- Xbox 360. Now, Black Ops Two, the previous Black Ops, was more wasn't. Uh, Black Ops Two was not available on Xbox One, so that's kind of weird, don't you think? If you ask me, Black Ops Two was one of the last good Call of Duty games because it was. I did, I did not enjoy Advanced Warfare, really. There's too much going on for me. It was not like original Call of Duties. But this is just what I'm talking about right here is these big name games like think Call of Duty and Halo alone, those are some big seller games, aren't going to be available to next gen players. How many next or um, previous gen players? How many previous gen players do you think are going to want those games? Now are they going to want those games bad enough to get switch up or? But see. I'm, I'm just saying I'm saying they're forced to if they don't switch up they're gonna have to switch up in the future like there's no if they wait they're not incentivized with the free games and upgrade codes and digital downloads of current generation games they're they're just gonna have to upgrade two years from now and just get an Xbox that's much cheaper and possibly better critiqued like the controllers are better critiqued now they have the uh, mic port the 30 3.5 millimeter mic port instead of having a USB mic, which is kind of nice. That's only available with the one terabyte version, which is I want to get the one terabyte version. That is pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. Because all, uh, all your games are digital downloads now, practically, or I'd say the ones that I want to buy. That's how it is with Xbox One for the most part. I, I have so far I have about 15 games and I have three uh, hard copies of them. Yeah, the I rest, think. I, I have like one I, I what I have that just comes with all the apps yeah so I, I want to make sure I have a larger I want to get that terabyte one just so I have more space because you fill up that 500 gigabyte hard drive so quickly because how big the games are right yeah well Those Destiny games. Destiny practically takes a whole day to download mm-hmm. initially that was a it's pain it's not 50 butt. gigabytes I think for Destiny I know Advanced Warfare took me a whole day and that was real that was wild yeah and you and can, you know and, and I, have a, I have the 500 gigabyte edition. See, and, and they've I'm, talked about like the the pre downloads and stuff. 
while you're playing your game, you can download it and you can play it, but they haven't implemented anything. Like, they, they're a bunch of talk. That's the only downside. Yeah, I wish we weren't so talking about um, Xbox One, but we don't have PS4, so we can't really talk about that too much. But we, we can always buy, like, a PS4 and, and give it a spin and kind of see what we want to do, but... We should, probably just, we should probably get one together so that way we're not both spending all our money on that. Well, because I'm, I'm pretty loyal to Xbox. I, I've just been... I've had PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, but I never I never went buy that because I always saw the Xbox 360 for online gaming. You want you want to originally got me to Xbox 360? Halo 3. I liked Halo. I liked watching Halo, but I never liked playing it because it was too much of a story thing, and I never really got into it. But yeah, PS4 has a lot of cool stuff too that are exclusive to them. Well, they they like. I gotta say though, when Uncharted, Uncharted is a big one I think about. <laughs> I had PS3 and like you know why I liked it? It was free. But now PS4 is not even free. So what's the point of switching over? Like for that reason, there is no reason now. It's really it's, it's really a console war, a war between two companies who can win in the end. But what I think that's all we have for this but week. We, though. It is all we have to. Today's podcast was uh, definitely improved, you know, like in the direction we're headed with our talks. It was a little more organized than the last one. And, you know, we're, we're, we're constantly improving, so the next podcast is going to be looking good, too. Yes, and we can do our social engagements, right? That is true. Engage? Yeah. Who, who's going to do the engagement? Me? You want me to do it? Yeah, go for it. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to engage. All right, so we got our Snapchat, our Twitter, and our Facebook. We're all digital bounds. And on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe to our channel. We're Digital Bounds. And on SoundCloud, where you can follow this podcast, we are also Digital Bounds. So across all platforms, Digital Bounds. That is Digital Bounds once again. Let's reach out to our viewers. Let's try to get some feedback from them. Uh, this will be up on our article on the website. Probably, at, what do we say? This will be on SoundCloud before... It, this will hit SoundCloud before it hits the site. Okay, but when it gets to when it gets to the site, let's hear some comments and uh, maybe even from Twitter or something. Just to let let's, just to let us know who's listening and stuff. Yeah, um, we can ask a question. Uh, tell us if you have upgraded to the Xbox One, or if you are on the PS4 platform. And on top of that, tell us what you think about the GoPro and being able to stream to Meerkat. So use the hashtag Digital Bounds, and we'll be able to see. You guys tweeting to us. Well, that concludes this week's uh, podcast. See you guys next week.